my barrel. Brooklyn. 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 Hello, Brooklyn. This is a Brooklyn Bite with your boy Pod Nam and your boy Pod Drew. It's Tuesday, May 16th, 2017. What's up, man? What's How's it going, Pod Drew? What's up, Pod Nam? It's going good, going good. I'm just, uh, you know, getting old over here waiting for my Cavs to play another uh, playoff game. It's been well over a week at this point. I don't know, well over a week, but it's been eight days at this point, or even nine, I guess. Um, they finally getting going tomorrow, but before that happens, we got a little draft lotto happening as we speak. Oh, yeah, lottery. Here we go. We're going to get see that number one pick come through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and, and, of course, the Nets are, uh, are right in line to uh, be eligible for it. Am I right, or am I right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have the worst record in the league. Why wouldn't they? There would be no other reason why they wouldn't have the number one pick that I can think of. Um, well, I mean, I guess I could think of one reason. I don't think Wait, wait, wait. Be- wait they- before you say that, I'm just going to drink a, a good amount of water just to replenish my yeah. uh, lungs and uh, throat there. All right, well, start drinking that. And, uh, yeah, I think the, a reason could be if they had some very extremely inept GM for a couple of years there and they – you know, traded uh, that pick and a lot of other assets to uh, the Boston Celtics for, like, uh, a couple players that didn't pan out really that well. Um, <laughs> nice spit take, you know. This is only an audio podcast, so it's, I don't think the listener's getting the full effect of that, but that was uh, that was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Wait, you're... Oh, t- you, need a, you need a towel over there? Um, no, I, I just did it on the hardware floor. It'll dry naturally. Uh... Wow, so this is, this is a, I must have just put this in the back of my mind and completely forgot about the Billy King years. So, yeah. the Nets do not own their pick. Uh, it, they actually do own their pick, but they decide to swap that to the number one team in the Eastern Conference, uh, records-wise, uh, the Celtics, who are about to play a game tomorrow night against the Cavs. So, that's fun. Right. Um... Now, as a, as a professional, I would say semi-professional in the lottery, since their Cavs were in the lottery a couple times, what what is exciting about the lottery? What were you excited about when you were when you were watching the lottery happen? In years past, you're saying? In years past, yeah. Well, uh, for a couple of years there, I was excited that the Cavs would have, uh, you know, the eligibility to get that number one pick due to their record, and uh, they, they certainly got it more than most. I mean, even if we take it a really long time ago at this point, uh, I guess things really turned around for the Cleveland Cavs, uh, if you look at the in the macro sense, all the way back in, what was it, 02 or 03 there, when uh, old blind uh, former owner Gordon Gunn uh, pulled the, the lotto ball for the number one pick uh, when LeBron James was coming out. So that really just started off my good draft lottery memories. Uh, and then, uh, like as I referenced before, um, you know, in, in more recent years, they've gotten Kyrie Irving through a number one pick. That was actually the, the L.A. Clippers pick they gave us. So they made, they, it wasn't quite as bad as what the Nets did maybe, but they made, they ultimately, the Clippers made some bad trades there, gave up their uh, right to the number one pick, what turned into Kyrie Irving. Uh, right. And then the Cavs even wanted an, another time after that. And that, that one didn't pan out, obviously, with Anthony Bennett, former Cav and Net there. But that was the reg- that was the actual draft. In the lottery, we didn't know what was going to happen. We were just happy to, me and Cavs fans were just happy to get that number one pick again. So a lot of good uh, lotto memories. And a lot of people always thinking that it's rigged still, of course. Um, I would say, I think I talked about this with my boy uh, JFAR Volume 1. Uh, he, I mentioned that I, I do think it's rigged at, at certain years. It's rigged. Um, I'm gonna predict, go and say this year it's definitely rigged. Um, not For because him. I don't want the Celtics to get number one. That's always gonna haunt. It's always gonna haunt me no matter what pick they get. It doesn't matter because it's gonna end up either being in a trade or something to really add to uh, 
right. the roster. Because um, uh, also this is considered a very deep draft, uh, unlike maybe last year. Right, and the Nets do have two picks, but they're not in the lottery. Um, maybe they can move yeah. up with that during – I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, I think – since the Lakers are so reliant on this number one pick to happen, if they don't get the number one pick, uh, they give up their pick to the Sixers, uh, which I believe would be the fourth or something like that. And then automatically, in a bye year, they would give up, uh, in 2019, they would give up their pick to the Magic just because of this whole incident. I don't know why it's so stipulated that way, but they're really, really needing this first pick. What do you, what do you think? They're about to announce it right now. We're watching it live. Yeah, it's commercial right now, right? Do I? I don't have a slow feed. Do you, I? You have a slow feed. Sorry, sir. I do. Yeah. It's it's not a commercial. You're saying. Nope. Oh, great. Um. All right. Well, no. It looks like it's coming back to commercial for me, and maybe I'm a little behind on this. So watch ESPN app, unfortunately. But um. But well. But, well I can I can pause. I can pause it. Just tell me when you're at uh the 13 pick. Uh. I mean, I right now they're showing the. Uh, right now on this, my screen it says it has them all up and showing their odds. So you're saying picks are already going off the board? Right now, Denver. I mean, Denver Nuggets is 13. I can tell you that by pause it right, right there. Yep, but pause it then. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you when we're starting again so we can line it up for this live pod here. But um, but but real quick then, while I'm catching up here, what what um, why did, you didn't really explain um, who who it's going to be rigged for this year, or you're saying it will be for the Celtics? I think it's going to be rigged for the Lakers because they're so reliant the on this. Yeah, and the and maybe potentially what? the Knicks. Is it possible to have two picks rigged out for of? The Knicks. Uh, yeah. I Actually, no. That. I don't know if they'll need the Knicks, but the Lakers definitely need it because right. when the Lakers are w- really well, they get. Uh, he he. I just saw that he get fourteen. You said Denver thirteen. That's where he paused. Yeah. All right. Then uh, you can unpause on your end because it looks like we're about caught up. They're showing Gary Harris right now. He's their representative. Uh, also, though, we should point out uh, on the Lakers tip there, I did see uh, it popped up that the Lakers, if they fall out of the top three. Yeah, Pistons at 12. The there, yep, yep. If the Lakers fall out of the top three, which it is not incredibly likely, but if they do, the, the Sixers will get them pegged in. So the Lakers could really get screwed here. Yep. Hornets going uh, 11. The Kings. The Kings at 10. Yep, so that means... Uh, it looks like I'm still uh, four or five seconds behind you, probably. Dave Yeager, they're showing there. Well, I can pause a couple seconds, and then I'm going to tell you... Pause five seconds. And then I'm going to tell you the Dallas Mavericks are off the board now. Yeah, I just, I just saw that get flipped up. Michael Finley is representing them. I guess he works in their office now or on the team. Mm-hmm. One of the, yeah, he looks clean maybe. shaven too. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, seen, yeah, I haven't seen him for a while. There's the Knicks at the number Knicks. eight. Yep. Yeah. Look at that shirt. Look at that blazer by Walt Clyde Frazier. Of course, Clyde Frazier. Salon uh, and profiling and uh, quitting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're showing Embiid laughing, but they didn't show that the Sixers got number seven here, did they? No. no. Uh, no, it's the Wolves. The Wolves. Well, who's that? Is that oh, Wiggins? Wiggins? That's that's Wiggins there, yeah. With a interesting suit. I can't say uh, yeah. uh, that's the best look I've seen. Magic coming in at number six here. Yeah. Oh, dead. <clears throat> that's uh, Frank Vogel. That was Vogel, and he has got a beard going there, an off-season beard. The Kings are at five there. That's a Dave Yeager. A lot of coaches sitting up there. All right, so if this is the, if this does end up being the Lakers at four here, like we just mentioned, that means uh, Embiid will be happy there. So Embiid, Embiid gets number five, number five no matter what. But there's no point of him no. swapping at this point. Yeah. Uh, not uh, number five for the he gets the Kings pick too. Oh. The Suns, okay. So it will be Lakers, um, wow. Sixers, in the top three. Three traditional franchises, top three. We have the uh, Magic doing a little shake here, a little shimmy. Um, no, they're going to come. They're cutting to commercial now. All right, looks like we are definitely right in line. Cut into commercial. Uh, they always do this to kind of. Ramp up the old drama there. Now, so you're saying those are traditional? You, you can yeah. say the, the Philadelphia 
Philly a traditional team? Yeah, I mean, yeah, eight, I would say, I would say definitely even to the past, to the eighties, seventies, sixties, they were they were uh, a staple name because when, especially because it's Philadelphia. In addition to that, it's a major city. Uh, in addition to that, there weren't a lot of teams as they were, you know, in pre per yeah. year. So, in terms well, uh, of championship history, no. Uh, obviously. Uh, am I wrong to say that they were an ABA team for a while there before NBA, though? No, they were not an ABA team. It was the the one thing that's confusing that people remember. So Julius Irving was on the Nets, and then he won a championship on the Sixers in his latter years. So a lot of people, uh, like, see Julius Irving on the Sixers in, like, 83, I think, when they won. Um, right. and, and that symbolizes – he symbolizes the ABA, but – because he was did a lot of his career on it. Right. That was probably the same uh, mistake I fell into there. Then. Yeah. One of the greatest Nets of all time. Um, was able to get that chip with the uh, 76ers. Uh, and then the following year, they got Barkley. Which I don't get. Like, back in the 80s, they would get number one picks, like, willy-nilly when they're in championship. The only thing that's resembling right now the Celtics right now is... Yeah, I mean, the Celtics could theoretically do it. They won't because they're not going to get past the Cavs, and I'm barring something uh, ridiculous happening. But... But yeah, I guess it would be possible. But do you know? And back in the day, in the early '80s, there, do you know how then? Then was that via trade or something too that Philadelphia was able to win the championship and then get a number one pick? I don't know, but I remember Magic was like a first-round pick too, and they won the championship that year. And that's what I think we have to do like a special investigative story podcast on why this happened and how it started, and it involve us just reading wiki pages the whole time. And mm-hmm. we'll be like a, a conspiracy thing. Like a lot of those conspiracy theory podcasts are like the ones that get a lot of uh, iTunes ratings or whatever it is. Maybe we should get that angle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and right now they're showing a 30 for 30 with Ryan Leaf, one of the best uh, top overall picks of all time in any uh, any sport. A, right? a commercial. Yeah, a commercial for it they're showing. Yeah, he's uh, up there with Anthony Bennett as some of the best, uh, best uh, picks. Oh man! Um, so now I've got uh, Draymond Green on the screen warming up. So we got three. Yeah, I got the same thing. We got three teams, traditional teams. What's your prediction uh, going into this? These final picks of the uh, lottery. Just because it's gonna piss me off, I think the Celtics are gonna get the number one pick. I actually think it's gonna go, go. Sixers, Lakers, Celtics. That's my prediction Third in pick. order there. And it is 76ers. The wow. Lakers, Celtics. Eh. The Lakers, yep, I called it. Wow. So this is officially the worst day uh, of my uh, Brooklyn Nets life right now. Um, so the Nets could be having Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball instead. The damn Sixers, who are in the who are the number one seed in the playoffs this year in the East, are going to also get the number one pick. Um, Ridiculous. I, I'm going to be reading tweets uh, to Billy King, um, at Billy King, the rest of the night. Hold on, I just want to pull up his account. Because I have, uh, you're gonna fire something off here. Uh, no, I'm just, I'm probably gonna just, uh, like, drink myself stupid after this. This is ridiculous. This is almost. I don't know if this is as bad as losing, like, getting swept in a playoff series. Uh, but it feels like that. Like, if I was a number um, one seed and we were swept, especially since the Celtics should have been swept well, if Rondo was still playing. I, I would say it's. Probably worse feeling, because maybe it's more numb feeling. I mean, like you you knew this was a possibility for a long time, but at least with the the playoff sweep, you know, at least you would have made the playoffs in that scenario or whatever the scenario is. A playoff sweep sucks, of course, but you you at least got there. You had some good feeling. With this, there's no good feeling to be had across the board for you as a Nets fan, right? You you had no you had only downs, no ups at all. Yeah, this it's is not a, even like you had the possibility and then fell out and got the third pick or fourth, whatever. You got nothing. Well, no, but like if you were the first, uh, I don't know if you heard the whole thing. If I was the first overall seed, like say for example, like the Celtics um, were number one and they're playing the the Bulls. Just like say if it was the Nets instead of the you know Celtics oh, and they got the Bulls. Oh, instead of the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, and they got sw- like this year they got swept. Uh, they got swept by the number eight seed. Uh, when all these expectations for them to do really well with the team they built, I feel like that's the only simulation where it's or, uh, where it's kind of the same feeling in a way because draft picks aren't guaranteed. You know, as you know, like they're not 
they're not yeah. guaranteed to be that great. But if you have a team that had proved themselves throughout the season uh, and then make it to the first seed and then get swept, kind of like, uh, I guess, I don't think there's any been – that hasn't happened in history, but teams have been lost 1-8. Like no, Gri- yeah, Grizzlies, Spurs, and um, Mavs, Warriors, we believe Mavs Warriors. Warriors back yeah. in the day, yeah. Yeah. Back so. in the day to uh, Yeah, no, I mean, that, that would definitely be bad. I, I don't disagree. But but kind of like I said, I mean, that's that might hurt more, but at least, like, you, there was an accomplishment. And and with this, it's like you, know, you knew you didn't have it going in, despite your whole spit-take gag there. So, you know, you you already knew going ahead. Like, that's why I said it's, like, more of a numb bad feeling, right? Than, yeah. than, than, than a, a shot directly to the heart, like, a, a, the sweeping would be. Although, I guess, in that scenario, you're the one seed and you're down 3-0 and you're going into game four where you're about to get swept. I mean, that's already going to be numb at that point. Well, who is this guy accepting for the Celtics anyway? Who the hell is it? Wick Grossman, their owner. That's the owner of the Celtics, Wick Grossman. Wick Grossman. His name is Wick. 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 Like a Whit. candle. Like a candle wick. Like a candle um, wick. I guess I did not realize that was their owner. And I guess if you asked me who the Celtics owner was, I wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah. Quick shout out to BK Defend for ruining the Nets. Hashtag Nets. Shout out for BK Defend for looking out for the Celtics, shaking my head. Uh, how the Celtics get number one seed and the number one pick hmm uh at uh, under t- underscore nj3 says blame at dk bk defend uh everyone else this genius bk defend thought the celtics wouldn't take three first rounders for garnett and pierce so he gave them and swap in in two additional years uh, yep. Uh, fucking. I mean, really, the Nets just screwed everyone over with this, cause like, cause it, it's ridiculous. Even as a fan of another Eastern team, I'm in the best position being a Cavs fan. Uh, obviously, it's still gonna be tough for them, even with Ball or Fault, whoever they draft. But come on, I mean, this is ridiculous. They're just gonna make them better, and the rest of the East will suffer for this. I, 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 I blame. Uh, I blame not only Billy King and the and the old regime, but I blame the commissioner. If you're allowed to reject a trade. Um, that Chris Paul yeah, uh, Chris to Paul Lakers thing, yeah. trade, why wouldn't this be rejected? You know, like, I think no one brings up that point at all because it's not that, it doesn't happen that often. I'm going to look up that trade because that that well, was pretty decent, right, Chris Paul? There was some other suspicious things with the Chris Paul thing because it wasn't at the time the, uh, like, temporarily the league owned the, the uh, New Orleans team, um, who were not called the Pelicans at that time, but... Um, they own the the New Orleans uh, Hornets there, so and I believe it it overlapped them owning them temporarily owning the team um, until they or found putting them on hold well, or whatever. I think that overlapped right. with that trade thing. So I mean right. that was suspicious all around. I'm fine. I'm you know ultimately I didn't care that much because I didn't want Paul to go to the Lakers. I, I much prefer him to go to the Clippers because you know I don't like the Lakers either typically. This this is just awful. I I can't. I wish I could just go away to an island where basketball didn't happen for like a good, a good like three years until the Nets were were back and well. Is that possible? Like technically, I guess it is possible. Uh, you could just go, you know, paddle into the water and find some uncharted land, hang out there where there's no uh, internet reception or anything. You don't know what's going on. Maybe by the time you get back, the Nets are. Uh, uh, well, maybe they're back in the lottery at least with picks. <laughs> I don't know if they're a playoff team in thirty years, but um, yeah. But but you know, I, uh, let's talk you back off the ledge okay. here. I mean, All right. I'm not happy about this either, as we discussed, of course. But uh, you don't want to miss out on all this good basketball. Plus, you got your Dallas Cowboys doing well now, so you know, settle down. But um, let's. You want to discuss? I mean, we need to break down the uh, the Cavs uh, Celtics. Eastern Conference Finals matchup, of course, it's already into Game 2 of the Western Conference Finals, we can talk that, but uh, before that, what what do we think the Celtics are actually going to do with the number one pick here, as tough as it is for you to talk about, and the Lakers, and the Well, I, I mean, it's, the crazy part about it is, like, I don't hate this Celtics team other than Kelly Olynyk. Um, I just hate his facial hair so much. Uh, it, oh, it's it, terrible to look at, yeah. Yeah, it, it really, it really feels like uh, some fat, frat bro just hasn't graduated 
uh, at all from college, and then is going into interviews with this this facial hair, and then ten years later he still has it on. Um, I I think his beard would look better if he actually like cut some of that longness of his hair and just glued that onto his face instead of whatever he's growing there. I mean, it certainly would look stupid, but it would probably even look better than what he has. Yeah. So but, um, going back to your question, that's the, I got off track, uh, sidetracked there with his his awful facial hair. Um, the Celtics will uh, definitely are in a uh, they have good pre- bad problems like problems that you would like to have. They have a number one pick overall, where they can uh, you know they can draft one of supposedly. Uh, two or three uh, premier players, franchise-saving players, or franchise-changing players, and Alonzo uh, Ball, and I forgot the other guy's name, from Washington. Markel Fultz. Yeah, Markel Fultz. And then Deion, and then Fox, uh, he's number five, but he's uh, apparently he's climbing, right. he's climbing up in the ranks a lot. So uh, Jay Billis, they had him on before at, at his fourth best option, I think. Yeah. Billis had him. Yeah, so... The guy from Duke was third, uh, the, the forward from Duke. Yeah. So I mean that's a, that's definitely a, a good problem to have in, in the fact that you have to choose between these. But I'm not even talking about that. They have Isaiah Thomas. They're they're a heart of the yeah. team right now. Who's un- that's the problem, really? I would yeah. Say well, not just even replace like taking over his position. I don't think they would, they would figure out. Brad Stevens is smart enough to figure out for him to play well with you know the other player. But the thing is, his contract Isaiah Th- Thomas's contract is at seven million. Right now, um, I think Brad Stevens' uh, coach contract is up next year, and then Isaiah Thomas's contract is up up next year. So they uh, Isaiah Thomas said, like uh, you know, kind of hinted or directly said, I'm not sure. Uh, this summer, he kind of wants to redo his contract. You know, like I, uh, I think everyone in the NBA would agree he deserves yeah. deserves a raise. Now, if Al Hawford is getting that raise um, already, and then you have Isaiah Thomas, then, you know, for a third franchise player, you have the capacity to take someone on, but um, with the first overall pick, I think it it kind of locks you in a higher salary than all the other ones. So, you know, w- those are good problems to have. I don't know what they're going to do. I would think they're, they're going to trade the pick and find someone to be their, you know, all-star one, well, 1A, I guess. I don't know. Here, here's, what, here's what I think, um, uh, Nam. If the Celtics are planning to re-sign um, Isaiah Thomas, I think they should consider trading this number one pick potentially, mm. because they could either because it, it, like the the two best players in the draft, Fultz and Ball, are both guards who would both theoretically play the one, right. which Thomas really has to play, being so short. Right. Maybe he could slide into the two on offense, switch around something like that. But I don't know. Uh, plus the issues you're saying with the salaries down the line, and even more immediately, and the, it's supposed to be a deep draft. Theoretically, they could get a couple more picks. Uh, maybe they switch with Philly or something like this, if possible, in some way. Take De'Aaron Fox or someone else like that, or maybe they even try to trade their pick and maybe someone else for like for a, a, an existing player in the league to pair up with Thomas. Maybe that's still going to cause them money issues, but I don't know. What do you think about that? Any possibility they trade it? Um, yeah, definitely they'll they'll be looking, um, which is one of the reasons why they didn't do anything this trade deadline. Um, they were ver- right. feeling very optimistic. They'll have a little more conversation to bring during the uh, you know during the draft to make some moves, and they wanted to see how well you know how they did in the playoffs. I mean, this could have been. There's the season's already a success. The fact that they got the number one overall, uh, you know, seed in Eastern Conference. You know, no matter how they got there, they got it. And then same thing with the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. They they succeed. Uh, you know, went past everyone's expectations. And also with the fact that if uh, if they make a if they make a move now, uh, they have their team kind of set up. They know who does well in playoff pressure and what they want to keep. You know, they're able to really judge their team to the full capacity. So now they really know what the roster is made of, and they they probably want to maybe package a Terry Rozier and Jalen Brown, like two young players with uh, the number one pick, and get, like, a really good player. Like, I don't know, uh, shit. Uh, like 
Jimmy Butler? Could they get that from Chicago? Or Paul George? Uh, yeah. Paul George? Yeah, I think they could. I mean, depends on what happens with Wade and Rondo, which I think, um, you know, I don't think they're really going to stay together. And I don't think Fred Hoiberg, I mean, he's retained, but I don't think he should be there. I don't think anyone does. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it'll be it'll be exciting for every other fan in the NBA. And, by the way, I wanted to, mm-hmm. I want to read a couple other tweets here. I got tweet update. Oh, you're getting the Billy King at, tweets back At BK out. Defend, you should be in jail for this disaster. Uh, block me back, BK Defend. This is all your fault, BK Defend. The worst trade in NBA history. None of these players are in the NBA anymore. And the man who brought them to Brooklyn at BK Defend is unemployed. Uh, I should um, I should reply to this Frank DeVito guy telling him Jason Ter- Terry's still on the Bucks. So, 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 so there's that. Man. <laughs> I, I don't know if you uh, mentioned this before. I think maybe you did, but it really is a slap in the face that his initials are BK as well. Because even though he's no longer part of the team, you still got to keep running in the face, even with his Twitter handle. It sounds like Brooklyn defend, you know. Yep. You can't get away from. Yeah, him. and also he's trying to defend him as a defend himself as a himself. human being. Yeah. Um, uh, well, as a human being, I don't think he has to defend himself. <laughs> well, no, he man. played it for Duke, so yeah, he's, he does have to. Def- oh, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I won't quibble with yeah. that. Now, if we want to jump over to the Lakers, though, it, the way it's shaping up here, uh, Billis and everyone saying Lonzo Ball prohibited him a favor for the number two overall pick. Mm-hmm. They wanted, the Ball family obviously wanted him to go to the Lakers. Is this shaping up exactly to get what they, what LeVar Ball wanted here? Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think a team, I mean, if, if LeVar Ball and Lonzo are basically kind of be, uh, painting their own picture of, who they want to play for and having control, which is actually kind of smart. Like, you know, like they know that the, the talent's there and they know that they, they'll they have more negotiation on who, if they want to go to a team. And that really never happens unless yeah. afterwards, like Steve Francis requested to not be right. drafted. But like any other time, it's never really happened like this. Interesting. What do you think about that? Not in the NBA, at yeah. least. I can't, I can't think of a time. Well, I think, I mean, it's, I didn't want that to happen because I didn't, I didn't really like what was going on with Ball here, so uh, I didn't necessarily want them to get their wishes there. But at the same time, it, just thinking about it from a player perspective, I, I think it's a good fit on the Lakers there, certainly. And they might be a little frisky. I mean, I, I still don't think they'll necessarily be in the playoffs next year or anything, but and with Walton coaching there, with all the pieces they have already, that's just going to add to the young talent there. And if he really wants to play there, um, maybe he plays better than he would. I don't know. I've always, I'm a, a little skeptical of him. I mean, he's getting comparisons to like a Jason Kidd type, I guess. So obviously, that if it pans out anything like that, that would be good for them. But I do think Markel Fultz probably is. Um, you know, if, if if it were me and my team, I would I would probably take want him over Ball on court and off court things combined. So. Um, that that's where I'm at with that. But either way, it's it's kind of like you were saying before. The Celtics good problem to have. Overall, these top uh, teams picking here, even the the Sixers, they're getting the third overall pick. They're going to get a, probably a good player there. So, and they have been accruing that talent. Of course, trust the process and all that. If Embiid can stay healthy, which big if and and everything. But if it, if he does, I mean, all three of these obviously the Celtics are already looking in good shape. Of course. But even these other two in the top three, looks like they they have, could potentially have bright futures here. Yeah, yeah, I don't really care with these players. Actually, I'll probably hate <laughs> I'll hate both of those players, uh, all three of the top overall picks, because they all situationally could have been the Celtics pick or the, I mean the Nets pick. Um, and yes, so I will uh, I will uh, spew that hate like the haters ball, and I'll uh, hate hate hate. R.I.P. Charlie hate, 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 Charlie hate, Murphy hate. again. That's right. Um, and, and, yeah, I think right now, you know, like, when you're watching a car crash? That's what I'm doing right now with this, uh, this these tweets um, at BK Defend. Um, one, uh, one of these guys got uh, blocked well, real quick. <laughs> is that a car crash? Is that the best analogy? It seems more like a, a riot or, or, or a lynch mob or something. I don't want to make, you know, racial analogies or anything, but 
It seems more of like uh, you could just say witch are, witch hunt. Yeah, that that's there. A witch yeah. hunt, yeah. And it's or it's like the hunt's already uh, stopped. They got they got the witch and they're they're uh, lighting it on fire now. Um, well, anyway, now we have plenty of time to dig into this draft. Uh, obviously, it's going to happen in about a month or so. Plenty of off-season time to talk about all that and the Nets and everything else. Why don't we wrap up with a little Eastern slash Western Conference finals talk here? Okay, let's start with the Western Conference because they have played more games. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> They're going to have two games in by the time the Eastern Conference already starts. I don't really know why that's happening. I mean, I know it's because of the other series, the Wizards Celtics series going seven, but you know, it seems like they could have scheduled this a little better. But either way, game two of uh, 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 in. Uh, you know, in uh, the Bay Area is happening right now. What I'm not watching. What's the score check we got over there? Uh, he just went to commercial. Uh, let me. No, I can't rewind right now. Uh, they were up by Warriors up by like nine or ten or something like that. Yeah, is Kawhi Leonard even playing today? He's not. No, right? he's not. Um, and you know, we'll so. we'll bring that into conversation. But in terms of like, uh, in terms of that was the biggest topic. Of the con- of like what happened in game one before that happened, right. uh, if you can go back to forty eight no seventy two hours ago, Padre, uh, what what was your prediction with the series um, with Warriors and Spurs? Who did would you have? Um, uh, well, I didn't have. Well, I obviously had the Warriors um, winning the series. I was kind of. I didn't obviously get on the spot to make an official pick, and I obviously can't do it now. Um, now it's looking like a sweep or maybe Warriors in five, which I was going to maybe say anyway. Maybe I would have said in six, but either way, no, I didn't. I, di- I wasn't optimistic about watching that Rocket Spurs series. Um, I was not optimistic about either of those teams having a realistically a great shot against the Warriors. But then the Spurs come out. Game one, they build up that huge lead, and you're saying maybe they steal this one here. Maybe there's a chance, but then... The uh, the questionable closeout by Zaza and Kawhi there, and uh, he goes out, and then they lose that lead. And the Warriors are good at coming back from down big anyway. Um, when a team gets a big on them, they they can bridge that gap quick with their shooting, and that, that's what happened. They ended up really stealing the game, um, and yeah. So, I mean, what do you think at this point? Um, well, what did you say before? Yeah. Um... I don't know. I just, I just felt like, I felt like uh, that the Spurs really proved the, their worth um, when it was uh, when they beat the Rockets the way they did without Kawhi Leonard. Um, they destroyed them. You know, a lot of people are blame. They didn't give as much credit to Spurs as more of the fact that James Harden gave up or just mailed it in. Yeah, or he was just hurt or, or tired or something, yeah. or he was just dead. Yeah, dead I know. On, on I know floor. exactly why it was, and it, you know, knowing D'Antoni and those sons that I was really, you know, a hardcore fan for, he ran Steve Nash into the ground. They didn't never had a backup point guard any year, so like by the playoff time. You know, like, he was exhausted. Um, yeah. And you're supposed to play your starters and stuff like maybe four or five minutes more in the playoffs. That's why people do these rest games and stuff like that. Um, so, uh, I don't know. It, it could be another um, circumstance yeah. there. But I felt like the Spurs and, uh, really did their thing and with their system. And I think their system fits to, uh, you know, defending fast-paced teams, which the Rockets were the fastest uh, in the NBA, um, in terms of offensive efficiency, so they're able to match them a little bit and slow them down. So I don't think why they couldn't do that with the Warriors, which is why I wasn't like super, like oh man, uh, they're up by twenty points. Everyone was, but like the fact that that Zaza play, man, I, I fucked. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just fucked up. I know Ginobili flopped. I know Bar- Bruce Bowen does his dirty play back in the day, but like we're talking about right now. And and that guy, if you can call, if you can upgrade flagrant fouls, and if you can find people for flopping, why can't you take a situation like that where you know it is a flagrant foul um, and it deserves a uh, ejection? Why can't the NBA replay that during the off day and at least, at least uh, justify, not keep it a talking point, being like, yeah, he he did this, he fucked up, he suspended, you know, uh, for the next game. Well, I mean, wouldn't that be a smart thing? 
I guess. I mean, even with the fines for flopping, are they even doing that so much anymore? Like, it seems like they don't even do that that much, um, which isn't even as bad, of course, and affecting the game with something like this. You know, they they could do something like that, but I guess I, I see why they're not. Um, and it is, I don't know, some of these plays, it's just, most people say it's dirty, and it certainly looks that way. And I, I think that as well, but it's kind of hard to make that judgment call, I guess. Um, like, I mean, like, what with these closeouts, what would be the, the line? Like, how, how do they actually police it or in terms of, like, if they're going to fine or suspend? You can't... As satisfying as it would be to have them suspended, have some repercussion, I don't think you can say just because Kawhi got hurt... Um, or whatever happened, or their star player is out now, or, like, what if it's just nobody, or what if they don't get hurt, he gets back up, like, then are they not going to find if nothing happens? It's kind of, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the situation where people's reaction depends on what happens, right? So, like, Olenek pulls um, Love's arm out of his socket a couple of years ago. Obviously, everyone's upset about that because Love was out the rest of the playoffs then. But what if he wasn't? What if it was fine, came back the next game or something? Would people be as mad? They wouldn't. So, you know what I mean? It's like. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. What I'll say to counterpoint that is the fact that, okay, um, we know plays, you know, type of plays and type of situ- things that should be barred from, like, basketball. Like, an arm bar like that when you're rebounding. He mm-hmm. did that to Robin Love this year, too. Um, right. Uh, Robin Lopez, Robin Love, uh, Robin right, Thicke. Yeah, I didn't even pick <laughs> up on that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah Robin Love, um, Rolo. Anyways, he did that to him, I think, twice during the si- series. And Zaza has been doing those armbar stuff. He did that earlier this year against the Spurs. Uh, 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 and while he, No, not this year. Last year when he was the Mavericks, he did that to... I think LaMarcus Aldridge or Danny Green. Um, he's definitely like a a feisty scribe player. He, you know, he he does a lot of legal screens. Actually, all Warriors do illegal screens now. Um, yeah. So, well, can I? I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, go ahead. Just to go to get into the East here a little bit of my Cavs. Like that's why I'm getting kind of nervous now because now we have to go Celtics and presumably back to back with Warriors. These are two of the more dirty teams potentially with dirty players doing these type of plays so the Cavs got to avoid injury in this way you know what well, I mean well I mean what are you concerned about you got Chris Duhon on the bench man like he's he's ready he's ready to go in there and... Chris Duhon yeah what? yeah you mean um Dante uh, Jones Dante, Dante Jones, Jones. Yeah, yeah yeah whatever da- they're both Duke but doesn't matter I mean Dante Jones he can come and be a goon for us fine I, I'm fine with it but it's not gonna bring back our our love or Kyrie or whoever gets injured by these guys you know what I mean uh, and if he and if Jones comes in first and then it's just gonna escalate you know if he starts it and he's not gonna get in the game anyway unless something like that was needed or it's a blowout so I don't know um uh, you know Alina could be up to his old tricks pulling arms like that you know I don't I don't want to see it. Um, um, that's that's the one thing that makes me the most nervous about this series, and really one of the only things it does because I don't. I mean, we, did you have an, uh, another point to finish there before we get into predictions for the East uh, Conference Finals? No, I'm still looking at these tweets and somewhat half paying attention to you. So <laughs> it is like a car accident. You're rubbernecking on these tweets. Yeah. Right? Pay attention. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up real soon, and you can get to your tweets there. Your, <laughs> okay. You can get to your anger. But but what is your so another thing another kind of parallel you're talking about the Rockets and D'Antoni with their minutes right the Celtics have their starters have been playing a ton of minutes um, obviously the Cavs had all this rest and they went to seven but even on top of that Thomas and everyone they, they've been they've been um, they got to be a little tired I would think they played a lot of minutes I mean, they're younger guys than the Cavs have for the most part but. What do you think about that concern for the Celtics on top of LeBron and everything else that they got to deal with? Yeah, I saw a chart of minutes, uh, excuse me, played um, for the Celtics, and I think, um, I think like. You're yawning over there, you played too many minutes. Yeah, yeah. uh, Potted too many minutes. I was was up on my grind this morning uh, counting my uh, uh, prayers that somehow, in some way, the Celtics uh, swapped. Uh, picks. Uh, maybe I was dreaming uh, with the Nets again. Uh, so they give it back to you <laughs> yeah, for purposes. Yeah. Um, for tax purposes. You know, there's got to be a tax for the top 1% right now. So, 
yeah. But anyway, you saw a chart, right? Yeah, I saw a chart, and I think it said, um, I think, uh, other than Kelly Olynyk, all the Celtics players eclipse every uh, Cavs starting five um, players in terms of minute by, like, on the average of like 15 or 20 minutes or 30 minutes, something like that, uh, of gameplay. So that's still a lot, you know. Um, and the fact that uh, the Cavs have had a lot of rest now, that's the question. You know, what's better? Obviously, you want to have rest for people that are injured, right. but momentum and confidence. And for people that are old, like, like a lot of the Cavs. Are. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Yeah, that's what. So a lot of people have been saying, I've seen a lot around, like, most people think, obviously, they can't, pretty much everyone thinks Cavs will win. Um, some people think sweep again, but a lot of people have been saying gentlemen sweep, but the Celtics will win game one because of the momentum factor, and they got home court, and the Cavs might be rusty with time off. Personally, I don't really... In basketball, I don't think rust is as much a factor as in other sports, like baseball playoffs, things like that. Your bats can get cold, pitchers can get cold, things like that. In basketball, especially with some veterans like we got, I'm not really that concerned about that as a Cavs fan, but it sounds like maybe you think it could be a factor. Yeah, um, I don't think it'll be a, a factor on, on the Cavs because I on if you watch a lot of the footage, especially the last game against Celtics Cavs, they uh, Ty Lue and, and the Cavs have, you know, this kind of like set up to make sure that um, you know, Isaiah Thomas is, is a liability. You know, on defense, teams try to do it, but they don't stay consistent with it. Especially like the Bulls, uh, the Wizards, well, and who's the team? Yeah, they don't really. The uh, I mean, those two coaches, uh, Fred Hoiberg, Scott Brooks, I think is all right. Coach uh, Ty Lue, I mean, he won. <laughs> he did win the championship in the first year, but that all also doesn't necessarily mean you're the best coach, as Doc Rivers points out. Uh, that. But but most people think LeBron's the coach anyway, so you know. Yeah, and he studied, you know, he studies players the most than other and than anyone else in the league other than previously than Kobe Bryant like watching footage wise. Uh LeBron's definitely uh, there's no there's no actual stats on that, but you can tell uh the way yeah. he talks and how he knows things are running. He knows how to expose other players and he sees the whole court really well, which is why he's always the MVP in my book every year. Um I think I think they're going to f- figure out a strategy to really, really put Isaiah Thomas on his heels on the defensive end. Uh, the only problem is, you know, Kyrie, he, he's not the best defender, but he has a wingspan, which he can get into passing lanes and disrupt, you know, uh, schemes that the Celtics are running, like the Avery Bradley corner three that's similar to the Ray Allen play they used to run um, in Celtics and, yeah. and a couple other sets. So, uh, I don't know. I think Brad Stevens is a good coach. We're really going to find out how good he is. Um, but yeah, he's got a lot. He's got his work cut out for him, certainly. Um, yeah, trying to combat this Cavs team and, and Kyrie on the Kyrie point, he really needs to distribute in this series and the rest of the playoffs. Really, I mean, he needs to like when he does get this assist going, the Cavs do not lose. It's hard for them to to do that. So I would like to see less. He hasn't been shooting that well in this playoffs anyway. Like he's capable of. So his shot's struggling a little bit. He's got him get that ball moving around, stop the isolation as much, and that's what I want to see. But, but what is your prediction officially for the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah, uh, I think these uh, these Cavs. I want to go. I want to go with sweep, but I'm going to go gentleman sweep um, okay. because it's it's just too much of a mismatch, you know. Like I don't. I the team plays really well. Uh, the Celtics was they played really well with um, each other and playing a team game, but they their best player is Isaiah Thomas, who I'm a big fan. I think a lot of people are, especially with the circumstances over, you know, his sister passing right. away. Um, it's just he's not he's not unstoppable in that way. The sense that LeBron James is unstoppable, you know, like. Uh, right. he, do- he doesn't have all the dimensions, right? Exactly, and then the fact that they have they have won a championship, they have the same uh, makeup as last year, and everyone everyone was. Uh, and I hate these talking points towards the playoffs, like, oh, the Cavs defense isn't that good. Oh, they wouldn't say, and they they just just killed the competition. And I've already yeah, they turn it on. Yeah, and I've already said like the East is really bad, like really bad. <laughs> um, yeah. And a lot of people are like, no, it's not that bad, like. 
if the Warriors were playing the Cavs this series, I may even, I may also say it's a sweep too, or five one. Um, I mean, a gentleman sweep as well. Like I don't think the Cavs over Warriors. You think? I mean, sorry, Wizards. Gentlemen? Wizards. I meant Wizards. Oh, I was gonna say. Yeah, 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 Wizards. Yeah. Well, with the Wizards, uh, with the Wizards, I do think that I was rooting for the Wizards over Celtics. Other than the Boston hate, I just thought it'd be a more entertaining series. The Cavs Wizards. But I do also think that they, and I talked about it on the podcast before, I think they match up a lot better with the Cavs and the Celtics do. Their fast break's good, which is a little bit of the Cavs' weakness. And they got multiple shooters that can really hit it. So, I, you know, in terms of, other than my concerns about the dirty play that could um, hurt us, ultimately it is a better matchup, Cavs, for the Celtics to play them, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll agree with you in terms of the Wizards being, um, you know, a little better of a matchup. But I sense it, I feel like it's a little better of a matchup in terms of talent. Like the Pacers was uh, a matchup for the the Cavs. Like they'll the Wizards could get up, or you know if they were playing them, the Wizards could get up like by fifteen twenty points. But they can't sustain that lead. You know the Wizards proved that against the Celtics, and I feel like the Celtics as well. They they will uh, they'll find ways to take leads in the game, but. I don't know. I I don't think. Yeah. There's no one. There's no one tall on that team. On top of that, like, uh, I forgot who was saying that, but uh, maybe it was on NBA The Jump or something like that. But Tristan Thompson is going to have a uh, a buffet on these Celtics. Right. Like he, w- which he did in the regular season. And yeah. Kevin Love also on the boards wise, he'll be as long as Kelly Olynyk yeah. isn't grabbing his arm again. Um, there. And uh, go ahead. Just about Thompson, if you remember, he didn't play the last Cavs-Celtics game, and people were saying the Celtics would have a chance because of that, because he feasts on the boards, and then that was the game that Cavs still destroyed them, even without Thompson, so... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's a bad match. Yeah, I can even imagine, like, if if this, like, if this Cavs team even had, like, the mascot on the team for some reason, or uh, (laughs) Boga, they would really just, like, destroy them, and it's not, like... It's not like they play small ball, the Celtics. You know, like a lot of people, teams that are, play really small people, the positions, like they can't defend fours. Uh, they're, you know, Kelly Olynyk is going to be really tested, and I don't even know who their other big man is. Was it Amir Johnson and Horford? Right, uh, yeah, and he's not that Horford good. is a good defensive player, and he's been very consistent throughout the playoffs. But Amir Johnson on health defense is not going to matter because the floor is going to be really spread out with Kevin Love. So... Uh, yeah. We'll see. Well, um, well, what, where do you with the gentleman sweep? Which game do you think? Do you think it is game one? The Celtics steal or wh- which one? It's a it's a four, uh, game game four. They they don't steal, but the, in, game four, yeah. In Cleveland, interesting. All right. Well, for my official prediction, uh, I could definitely see it happening with the gentlemen's, but I am going to go for the sweep. I'm going to predict right now that it is going to be for the first time ever. I think it would be that. Both the Western Conference and Eastern Conference team in the finals sweep all the way, 12-0 and into the finals. Warriors, especially with the Kawhi business. You know, Pop could get them up to get one, but I don't know. They don't have Tony Parker either, either obviously, at this point. So I think Wizard, uh, Warriors complete out the sweep there, and I, I will predict Cavs sweep at the Celtics. Yeah, it looks and like... Have quite a finals. It, it does look like my spur, the Spurs pick is not going to go to uh, the finals this year. Uh, and I think score update right I'm gonna now, go. Right now it's 44-19, uh, Warriors. Uh, oh my eight minutes left. Sean Livingston, uh, best move of Billy King's life, signing him so he can go to a championship team. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, it, yeah, it's eight minutes left. Sean Livingston just stole the ball, ran the length of the court. Um, so. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Spurs uh, losing in six. So it means Warriors in six. Yeah. All right. Well, um, anything else you want to say before I let you uh, jump back to your Billy King uh, Twitter circle jerky uh, fest there? Yeah. Um, let's see. I I would want to say is. Um, uh, one of the tweets said, "At least Trump didn't uh, trade uh, two, three first rounders for three retired players." Uh, so I guess that's either a Trump fan or someone defending or, or 
commander in chief. <laughs> he'd, he'd trade him to uh, Russia, probably. <laughs> Actually, we should ask Pod Trump how he feels about this trade at some point. Speaking of which, um, there are. Hey, t- don't even speak his name right now, though. I don't want him to come on now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, He's like Candy uh, Yeah. Well, P-O-G. I said it. I said it once. Uh, oh, I said his name twice. So I, one more time, then we're we're screwed. Um, but you can't say the PT word. Yeah. So. Our feed has been blowing up, and a lot of people have not been asking questions about, uh, you know, why there's so many different podcasts on our feed, and um, and what we're up to. Um, and some of my friends, some some of the greatest friends I know, have been asking me, uh, <laughs> what what other podcasts are we working on? Uh, one of them is Voices in Your Head, um, hosted by Aaron Rosen. Uh, helped produced uh and somewhat side hosted by us i would say uh, co-hosted a little bit yeah we, we i wouldn't i wouldn't sure. i wouldn't say co-hosted because and those were her words his words not mine on the other one but uh yeah voices well, you, in your head a great uh show yeah it's, great a, new show. it's a great show check it out uh very fun it, it might have some difficult i'm still working on that itunes feed not like i've announced that but it's still kind of like giving us shit. apple's not really being a friendly to our voices in our head here um and and in terms of other projects we're working on we got uh we got i'm, I'm going to be sending out a montage of pod um something ump uh bites that are coming over on, <laughs> on our feed and this is this is our Excellent. our friend slash uh friend of me i guess showing up on our podcast whenever me and drew are trying to do a new kind of podcast it kind of gets just destroyed by yeah. this guy visiting it's it's really we had it's a, really I bad. I tried to do we, we tried to do a dream hour a dream uh, interpretation thing that got interrupted by him. We tried to do a love connection hour or call in with your problems that got interrupted. So who knows what we'll try next that'll get interrupted by that guy. But uh, anyway, yeah, just stay subscribed. You can find that one. It's on Voices in Your Head and uh, stay subscribed, of course, to Brooklyn Rebound Network and. Uh, you know, I'm. I'm. Uh, I need to go grab something to eat. I'm hungry over here. I need to go grab some food and uh, not watch any of this Warriors Spurs uh, disaster. So, I'll be peacing out right now. Uh, sorry, my condolences, of course. Uh, but enjoy the the uh, Cavs Celtics series. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I will. Uh, BK def- BK defend. Just know when I see you on the street, it's on uh, site beef. So. Uh, People are gonna see Billy King on the street. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy. Just check out uh, at Brooklyn Rebound uh, tonight at, or tomorrow. I'll be retweeting these for a while now. Maybe until the lottery, I'll probably re- retweet all these at BK Defense every day, kind of just as my silent protest uh, against this guy. Uh, we'll see if I get blocked from it. But yeah, check us out at Brooklyn Rebound. Follow us on IQ Phenom and at Drew Wills. That will do it for this bite. Padre, thank you as always. I I said thank you. Oh. Yeah. I can't. Okay. All right. Bye. I'll do it. I already I already signed off there. Now I'm going to do. Rebound. Rebound.